live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it! He caught it! Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. you got to be kidding me. What a moment. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, lay a block by Shagwa. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwa. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. We got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez. Pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show in Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. To the full court on the right side. Picks it up the foul line. Right wing to Maddie for a three. It's good! Maddie Williams with her first three. And she's perfect from the field, seven for seven. Fourth down and goal from the nine. 17 seconds to go. The play clock at three. Shotgun snap. Car throws nice. into traffic. Nice. Intercepted. Nice. Nice. Jermaine Pratt Woo, has baby. the football. Yeah. Coffin nails. Bam, bam, bam. How about that? Prescott in the gun, runs up the middle to the 30, to the 25, and slides. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Did he spike it in time? Didn't get it spiked in time. They haven't said anything official. That's the end of the game. Oh, wow. There you go. Steelers show a four-man defensive front. Going to build a wall. Now they're going to throw it long. The Chiefs want Tyreek Hill. Over the shoulder. Touchdown! Kansas City! And Mahomes is on fire! The Steelers' season is over and with it the career of the great Ben Roethlisberger. EJ's got it. Looking. Looking. Finds Jalen. Open. Layup. Good! Good! Jalen Hill lays it in! And we're tied with point two to go! Harkless into the front court with six. Crossover with five. EJ back to the basket. Step through. Fires up a shot. Short. Ball game. EJ begging for a call. It doesn't come. And TCU wins it in overtime. 59-58. The Cowboys playing their third road game in five days have beaten the number one ranked team in the AP poll on the road. It's never been done before. Iron privates for the Cowboys. What a victory. Unbelievable. 61-54 over the Baylor Bears. This conference is bonkers, man. Toby and TJ back with you. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Monday, January 17. This show every day brought to you by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. XOE is a full-line dealer of bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements, and their slogan is try it before you buy it. Both locations have a couple of acres of grass. And we encourage our customers to take the mowers for a spin, TJ, before deciding which is the right mower for them. That's kind of fun. Bad Boy, made in America, has been one of the top brands of mowers for more than a decade. Well, I could see me out there in a little acre of grass going in circles with the zero turn. (laughs) It's like a play area for adults. You know what? It just doesn't feel right. What else you got? 
Show me another one. Pool's a little to the left. Y'all probably need to look at that. Uh, I, want, I want to talk some hoops, but let's get Richard in here first. Uh, I get going and I forget to get get him on the air. Richard, good, good morning. morning, Toby. How, How you doing, doing this morning? I'm good. Uh, listen, when you play those uh, those excerpts from other play-by-play guys, I'll just say this: it makes me very thankful you're our play-by-play man. Oh, I appreciate that, Richard. Thank you. <laughs> And, uh, hey, I want to talk to OU hoops, but I will say the Bruins are now 9 out of 10, and we'll move on from that. So, <laughs> okay. hey. Congratulations. It, it seems to be a crossroads week for the uh, the basketball team, doesn't it? Porter Mosier's got his work cut out for him this week. Important week, no doubt. Important week. Crossroads week, um I mean, we got a long ways to go, you know. We got a long ways to go. I the next couple of weeks, well, all of them are are tough. I mean, you got Kansas and Baylor at home this week. The next week, you go to West Virginia and to Auburn, which, when the new poll comes out today, might be number one. Uh, they're going to be top three anyway. So it's just it's just one after another. But yeah, it's a it's a big week coming up. I, I think what. Uh, what you hope is we've seen some teams around here in recent years that got really hot in January and then fizzled, you know. Last year's team did that. The Trey Young team did that. Maybe this team is uh, crescendoing and going to play their best ball at the end of the year. That's what you got to hope for. Well, you're right about that. You, you hope this isn't the start, the early start of our slide. It, boy, we're just uh, – you just got guys that have been playing well, all of a sudden not playing well, and and EJ and Tanner Harkless, and uh, uh, you. I'm sure uh, you you being at the game, you know, you, you wouldn't know about this, but you got parents uh, tweeting stuff, and you know, I just I just hope the team doesn't. Uh, Porter Moser's going to earn his paycheck. I'll say that because. Uh, it seems like it's really a, a precarious moment for the program. But I listen. I'll be there tomorrow night. I hope we hope we can have a decent crowd and uh, well, you know, beat the Jayhawks. That's the best way to cure these ills. Right? <laughs> Richard, get your head up. You sound bleak, dude. They, they lost a one point game on the road. Everything's fine. That, that, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> precarious. Yeah, a precarious think. moment for the program. Uh, it, everything's all right, Richard. Well, the season. Let's say the season. No. Listen, we played two really ugly games, and uh, uh-huh. games we might have could have won, and now we're playing the two best teams in the conference. I'm just saying, uh, it's you know it's a challenge. Play week. Porter Mosier, yeah, Porter, Mo- Porter Mosier is going to uh, earn his pay this week. That's for sure. But uh, like you got to have your iron privates ready to go this week. That's all that's, there is to it. Exactly right. <laughs> well, I don't you, know DJ, anything about any. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about any parents tweeting. You're right. I'm out of the loop on that. So that's always fun well, when that happens. That's just always a little disconcerting when you start seeing that stuff. But it is what it is in this day and age, I guess. So I guess. anyway, we'll be. let's pack that place tomorrow night and try to uh, knock the Jayhawks off. I'm ready. Oh, all right. Sounds good. See you. TJ, whose parents tweeting? I, I didn't see any basketball parents. I, all I saw was a lot of the stuff with – McCutcheon and some of the players over the weekend. So 
football side. So I, right. basketball, I don't know. I did, um, Richard. When you just said when you started laughing, said get your head up. I I, I got a text from a, a friend on Saturday. Well, I knew it. This is who they were. This team's terrible, and I knew it. And he goes, this is what they were. This is what they were. No one would listen to me. And I said, what are they? And he goes, terrible. I said, they all along, like, they're a tournament team. This has to be Kurt. No, it wasn't, actually. Uh, I said, all along, I think everyone knew this is a tournament team or could be a tournament team that, with the right draw, Mike could win a game in the tournament. Maybe even two if you just play your cards right. I don't know anybody says anything more than that about them. So what are they? Terrible? I knew they were terrible. They aren't even that. So they were completely uh, done with this team after Saturday's performance. Yeah. So it's just uh, (laughs) it swung pretty hard for a lot of people over the weekend. I think, but I didn't see any. I didn't see any uh, parents' tweets as far as basketball goes. Well, they didn't play well at Texas. That was their clunker performance of the year. Um. They played – oh, they had good and bad at TCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, I don't know what TCU is yet. Uh, let's let's uh, relax on how bad of a loss this is until we get a better judge on them. TCU is 12-2. Um, they have a first-round NBA draft pick on their team in Mike Miles that they held to six points. And they lead the nation in rebounding. And they've beaten Utah, Texas A&M, Georgetown at Georgetown, Oklahoma and Kansas State now. So I don't know what TCU is. TCU might be a tournament team this year. I don't know. We're used to them being the worst team in the league, and maybe that's where they'll end up. But let's hold off judgment there just a bit. Um, They defended Mike Miles really well. They were determined to make somebody else beat him. They got the ball out of his hands. They ran double teams at him all day. And to his credit, he didn't try to force it. But it also put the onus on somebody else. I thought it was a great strategy, and I thought it worked. It discombobulated TCU's offense, and it forced somebody else to try to beat him. That was good. They also held their own on the boards with a great rebounding team. OU was plus six at half. They finished minus one uh, to a team that out-rebounds their opponents by an average of 12 a game. So they held their own there. What was not good, for whatever reason, this team has a hard time with turnovers. Really high turnover number. 21, I think, 20 or 21 turnovers, which is just a stupid number. I mean, that's just crazy high. They are last in the Big 12 in turnovers. And it's driving Porter crazy because he has, you know, had teams through the years that that's been a strength of theirs, which is taking care of the basketball and not giving away free possessions. It's, It's a staple of his teams. And this team has been ugly in that category. Now, both teams were on Saturday. I mean, it was just they were handing the ball to each other back and forth. Part of it part of it was the way the game was officiated. They decided we're not calling anything around the rim. 
it was a rugged, rugged basketball game on both ends. Yeah. I'm not saying, oh, you got the short end of the call at all. They were just not going to give any fouls around the rim at all. And it resulted in, you know, some double teams, ball gets slapped loose. I don't like that about the sport of basketball. I don't know how to fix it. You will have a game one night where there are 40 fouls called and it's a parade to the line, and you'll have one the next night where neither team gets into the bonus. And like the Iowa State game, Iowa State shot one free throw all night. OU was 5-for-5 at the line in a game that had an overtime in it, TJ. They took five free throws in overtime. I agree. It went both ways. But, boy, near the end of regulation, and it may have been in overtime too, Goldwire, uh, Harkless, there were a couple of those drives that they got hammered pretty good and should have yeah. been and ones and just weren't they were just weren't calling it. So Yeah. That was frustrating. They were, they were, nothing was getting called. And I don't and that being said, I don't think Harkless got fouled on that last play. I think he just got deed up really well and that, that last play was was not a foul. Yeah, no, not the last play. The, the one where he scored before that though, I thought yeah. yeah. I thought there, he there was a, a bunch. There. Oh, there was a bunch. There was a could have um they got to figure out. So Texas doubled Tanner every time he touched the ball, and it messed him up. TCU in the second half decided to do the same thing. So they got to figure that out. He's too valuable to be scoring. What do you have? Three points at Texas and six points, I think, against TCU. He's got to be a bigger piece of their offensive puzzle. Now, that being said, if they're going to double-team him, he's got to be able to get the ball out of that double-team without turning it over. He, he's he's struggling mightily right now with the size and length of these double-teams they're bringing at him. He's not able to make an opponent pay, and I think it's rubbing off on other parts of the game. You're seeing the three-point shot not fall. They need more offense from Tanner Groves either scoring himself or creating easy buckets off the double team for his teammates. That's that's something they got to get figured out. I would love to see Jordan Goldwire be more aggressive with his own offense. And I'm not talking about shoot threes. I'm talking about getting to the rim. He is a great finisher. He's got the little floater in the lane. He's a great finisher at the rim. He's super quick when he turns the corner with that step. And I think he's too unselfish, TJ. He's You'll see him late in games like Saturday when they really have to have a bucket just explode to the rim. Yeah, very aggressive, yes. Now, let's do that all night. Mm-hmm. Let's do that all night. You know, Make defenses account for you off the dribble. B, he's a point guard, so I think he's he's got that distributor mindset, and I'm sure that's – what Coach K wanted him to be because he had great scorers around him at Duke. But they need him to score more on this team. So I'd like to see him be more aggressive. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's some good, there's some bad. This is the Big 12, man. This it's is not, not intramurals, TJ. It's not intramurals, brother. Every night... 14 out of 18 games, at least, are going to be undecided at the last media timeout. And it's going to be who makes the biggest plays late. 
It's going to win it. T- TCU tried to give it to them. They missed free throws, front ends of one and ones, mm-hmm. and tried to, and they gave them the end of regulation, and they tried to give it to them in overtime too. Got to make the shot. Got to make the play. So they did, uh, you know, at, against Kansas State. The Baylor game was a five-point game under a minute to go. Oh, you had the ball. This game the other day obviously was a tight game the whole way. Texas game got away from them. And the Iowa State game, OU was able to pull away late. But three of five so far have gone right to the wire, and I, that's the way it's going to be most nights. So The the biggest uh, issue for Oklahoma is going to be shaking this off and going and getting ready for Kansas. I'm not overly worried. I think they're going to play really well tomorrow night, but we shall see. 719, back after this. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. T-Row in the morning show this hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Saving you thousands of dollars on the sale of your home with the $899 listing fee. Over $300,000 is what Terry saved people last year on the sales of their homes. Put that money right back in their pockets. Give him a call. Find out how. 405-361-3380 or visit them online at saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Caleb Williams has totally waited for MLK Day to announce his commitment. He'll have some I have a dream line in his fanfare. Such a diva eyeball rolling emoji. (laughs) Perhaps, I guess. (laughs) He has a dream about going to USC and leading the Trojans back to uh, national championships. Um, I, I don't know. I found it strange... One, I find it strange that he still hasn't made a decision right? regardless of where it is. Two, I found it strange when Mario dropped this weekend, I said, all right, well, here comes Caleb. Right. Because I thought they would kind of do it in conjunction with one another, and then it never happened. So I don't know. Like, I don't know what he's building towards. I don't know either, but you got to think, I mean, the Mario thing is like they didn't talk him into coming out there and playing without a quarterback. I mean, that you know, right, I mean, right. Jackson darts in the transfer portal and like that's a tough sales pitch. Yeah, I don't know who your quarterback's going to be, but come play for me. So yeah, I mean, I it's it's got to happen sometime soon. I, I don't know what the holdup is. I'm sure they're working on some sort of fancy it's NIL deal. Situation. Yeah, it's the NIL deal is what people out there are saying that it's just finalizing some deals. But even then. <laughs> so weird. Like, yeah, right. Even then, it's like, okay, well, that's not the responsibility or supposed to be the responsibility necessarily of the school. Like, so why not just say this is where I'm coming and then continue to work on your NIL deals? Like, so that's weird. I I know uh, I mentioned Wisconsin last week. I know they still are being kind of thrown out there. And uh, Wisconsin and Georgia are the two names I saw over the weekend that he was still supposed to be going to visit, supposedly. So we'll see. Uh, But uh, a big speech could be coming today. Uh, I'm not saying it's right. 
McCutcheon visiting USC after him and his dad attacked the coaches at OU is what caused some of the reaction. Well, that's what, yeah. The right. McCutcheon is the one that stirred up everyone this weekend. And, and in fact, he sent out the one tweet that he ended up deleting. Richard alluded to a basketball parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this person's talking, talking about the stuff I saw over the weekend with like OU fans just going after McCutcheon and just. He ended up deleting the one tweet. He at one I don't even remember the tweet was along the lines of basically OU fans, you're crazy, and I don't owe you anything. Um it was along those lines and that didn't sit well with a lot of people and then, I rode the elevator with Latrell in uh San Antonio. Mm-hmm. We had a li- we had a little discussion. <laughs> one of the former players, I don't remember who it was, like Said, did you even play at OU? <laughs> Something along those lines. I was like, oh gosh. So it got ugly. It got ugly. Uh, something else I noticed was the fact that the field was painted like it was ready for a game day for part of their photo shoot this weekend. <laughs> was painted. I noticed that um, I was there for a meeting last week, and I walked by the end zone, and it was painted like it was a game day i was like why is the field all painted up uh so that must have been it they must have hey, they must presentation have the presentation presentation i never even thought of, yeah well yeah. sure i never even thought about that though uh tcu's big man lampkin lived in the paint they weren't calling three seconds at all boy he's a big guy and he lost 65 pounds he's a big dude man eddie lampkin Tiny, skinny legs. Those are the two biggest guys with the skinniest legs I've ever seen. Tanner Groves and Eddie Lampkin. Eddie went crowd surfing after the game. Did they show that on TV? Uh, Not that I remember, no. TCU had a big TCU barstool party before the game, and they had a third of the crowd were TCU students. It was. I've never seen. That place was packed, man. It was wild, too. On I've television. never seen that place full, and I've never seen that many students at a game. Ever. Not even close. Like, they normally are not into it at all. He's got them going this year. Called, they call it Fort Dixon uh, for Jamie Dixon, and he's got them into it for some reason this year. I, yeah, that was the first legit, first time ever in 11 years of calling games at TCU that I felt like that was a road environment. Because usually there are as many, if not more, OU fans at a TCU game. Than TCU, yeah, they were that impressive. The they were impressive. And that student section was something else. So, uh, let's see here. This person fired off several. Let's see here. It looks all basketball related. Sooner uh, second versus TCU was bad offense. OU missed some easy shots. OT was a problem when Goldwire went down. OU did get the shot uh, at the. I think texting got him here. OU get the short. Oh, OU. Supposed to be got the short end of the stick with especially with the officials, especially late in that game. Soon as Goldwire drives to the basket, basket Moser pulls him out of the game. When he misses his shot, he is pull happy. All right. Uh, and the last one I've got here. Good morning, guys. In my opinion, it really hurt OU at the end of the game when he went out with a cramp. He's such a great finisher. He would have gotten off a better shot. Boomer sooner. Jim from Northern Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I think uh, that did hurt in overtime. Um, Goldwire is really, I mean, we've learned now, this is a few times he's cramped up this year. He's really tightly wound. 
TJ. I mean, muscularly wise. Like, I bet his body fat is crazy low. And uh, he struggles with that. He struggles with cramping. And that's why they try to get him as much rest as possible throughout the game because I think it was the first, second game of the year he had big-time cramping issues. So when he had to go out in overtime, I think it hurt him in a couple of different ways. Uh, Certainly that final possession, you would have got the ball in his hands. And maybe he goes and scores because, like we said before, he's really good at finishing. He's really quick. Maybe he gets all the way to the rim and scores. But, you know, at the very least, he probably collapses the defense and is able to kick it around and find a better shot. They would have, even if it ends up being EJ, which I have no problem at all. In fact, Elijah Harkless is the guy I would choose to take the last shot on this team because he's done it. Because he's he is a big shot, uh, clutch in chaos guy. He likes the shot clock going down. Remember the three he hit? To send it to overtime against Butler, TJ, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hit the late shot last year to, to put the nail in Alabama's coffin. Uh, he hit the late shot this year at UCF to help win it. I mean, that's He's really good in that situation. But I would have rather it been Goldwire or Bijan. And, and Porter said that after the game. We should have got the ball to Bijan and let him create. And then if it ends up back with Elijah great but he would have got a better shot out of it then so I'm with you Goldwire exiting hurt whether it lost him the game or not I, I, I don't know but that didn't help that's for sure anything else team uh, oh York says that uh, it's snowing with thunder and lightning and crack out never experienced this before hmm. oh boy. that's a weird situation well, be careful over there that sounds like into the world type stuff 7.33 in the morning, Martin Luther King Day. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Let's keep the basketball talk going here for a second, Teach. Finals from Saturday. Kansas State beat Tech 62-51. Texas Tech was red hot, and uh, Kansas State hadn't won a game yet in conference. K-State got them. Iowa State 79-70 over Texas. That game was in Ames. Kansas had a close one with West Virginia at half, then pulled away 85-59. And OSU goes to Baylor and wins 61-54. What's going on with Baylor, TJ? Um, stumbled and then uh, didn't recover well from it. It's the only, I mean, OSU put it to them. So. Confidence, yeah, confidence, confidence got to him a little people bit. People figured them out, or are they, are they just like you know, it's it's okay. You win twenty one in a row and you win the national championship. You're allowed to have a bad week. Sure, absolutely. So maybe maybe they just had a, are having a bad week. I'm just wondering if maybe uh, there's a crack in the armor here. Not, I don't know. And then the OU game. So, uh, Teach, OU was 35 in the net rankings going into Saturday. They lost. Uh, where do you think they fell to? I'm looking at it right now. The way you just said that makes me believe that they may have moved up, but I'll say 42. Oh! 42. 
Nope, still 35. No. Exact same spot. It was a quad one game on the road, Ben. I mean, you know, you're not going to get punished for that. Would have helped if you'd won it, but not going to get punished. Hey, here's what will be interesting. Three of their next four games are against teams in the top eight. And the fourth game is at West Virginia. <laughs> I mean, they could... Let me th- let me think about this. They c- all, all four of those are quad one games, obviously. They could go one and three and probably not move much. Maybe not at all. They go two and two in that stretch, and they're going up. That means they've got to win over a top eight team if they go two and two. And a road win at West Virginia. They go two and two the next two weeks. They go up into the top 30 for sure. For sure. It lightens a little after that. But this is, of all of the tough stretches in Big 12 play, and it's all tough, these next two weeks are the toughest, and that's because of their SEC draw. They got Auburn on the road, which turns out is the best team in the SEC and maybe the best team in the country right now. So it's going to be important, TJ, to win, obviously, but it's going to be important to kind of keep your wits about you here because you may take some bruises and you're okay. I mean, you're. this isn't football. You don't lose a game and you're out of this thing. You, you Sometimes you're going to lose a game in overtime by one. you got to shake it off and go get ready for the next one. And then, you know, you're going to have some great wins along the way, and you got to shake it off and get ready for the next one because they're just coming at you one after another. So, How do you feel about their chances against Kansas tomorrow night? I don't know. This team's terrible. Um, that's what I was told on Saturday anyway. You know, I, I thought they would bounce back and play much better than what they did Saturday after that Texas performance, and they did. I mean, there were stretches of that game where they were much better than they were in that game against the Longhorns, um, especially early on in that second half. They pulled away, and you thought, okay, here we go, and then TCU flipped it on them, went on a 17-4 run or whatever it was, but... Um, back at home, I would think that they bounce back and have a good performance. Students are back today, Students are back. Um, that's one of those games I never know what the crowd's going to be like, though, because we've seen Kansas take over that arena before, Mm -hmm. so I don't Mm -hmm. know how much of a difference that makes, but I would think, you know, probably hasn't been too pleasant of the last couple of days, and... I would think they play better. You got to get Tanner Groves right in his head. I think he's in a little bit of right. his head right now, and if he's off again on Tuesday, then it's not going to be good for him. So I, I, I just think that that's the key that he's got to get to feeling comfortable yep. again because it just helps everything else flow so much better. So, but I, I think they bounce back and play better. I don't know Tanner that I'm going to give him a win. Needs to be your leading score. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. Because it makes it makes everything better. It makes everything easier for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Lowe's getting open shots. Driving lanes are available. All that kind of stuff. Um, Kansas is a little, a little odd. Not odd. A little different than I expected this year. Really good. Final four caliber, maybe national championship caliber team. Ochai Abaji having a Big 12 player of the year, national player of the year type season. He's averaging over 20 points a game. He's shooting almost 50% from three-point range, and he takes a lot of threes. He's having a great year. The Christian Brown kid who was – until this year, just been a role player for them, you know, get some rebounds, dive on the floor for basketballs. He's their second leading scorer and having a big-time season. He's over 15 points a game this year. They brought in Remy Martin from Arizona State, who was the Pac-12 player of the year last year, and they thought he was going to be their go-to guy, and he has not played well. In fact, he's, he – didn't play Saturday. He's been a little banged up, but he's been disappointing. And D- big David McCormick, who was the central figure of their attack last year, has seemingly taken a step back this season. Jalen Wilson, who they thought would maybe be the go-to guy this year, has seemingly taking a step back this year he's coming off the bench they got the iowa state player jalen coleman lands who scored so many points for them last year he's been a five point a game type guy so it's just a it's unexpected like before the year started you you show me the roster i would have said well abaji's good remy martin's gonna score a ton david mccormick's gonna be the best big man in this league and Abaji has been good, but Martin and McCormick have disappointed, I would say, and Christian Brown has way exceeded expectations. They shoot the three ball well as a team. They, as Bill Self's teams always do, have a good field goal percentage over over 50% from the field, good free throw shooting team, just solid across the board. Um, Probably... Of the, what is this, the sixth game? Probably of the six teams, the sixth best defensive team that OU has played in Big 12 play. And that's, like, they're not terrible, but they're not as smothering as the five teams we've seen so far. And that just really speaks to how good the defenses are. Like, Kansas will... Kansas will get into an open floor game with you. In fact, I think they kind of prefer it a little bit. So stylistically, this might look a little bit different, could look a little bit different than what we've seen so far in Big 12 play. But you're at home, you need to win it, you know? You're at home, you so need to win it. old adage. How old is David got, McCormick now, 35? How long has he been, been at forever, Kansas? Jeez. Yeah, he's been there forever. Mitch Lightfoot's still there, too. He's been there forever. <laughs> He's 38. Gosh. Um, but, yeah, you got 
Kansas and Baylor at home this week. You need to win it. You're at home. And if you drop one, that means you got to go get one on the road. So we'll see. KU will be favored by how much in this game? Seven. Seems a bit high, but you might be right. I would I would say maybe four, four and a half. I don't think they have lines out until game day, do they? That's usually in college basketball. It's the day of, yeah. yeah. All right, 748. We'll get some more of your thoughts next. This is four-time national championship OU women's gymnastics coach K.J. Kindler, and you're listening to The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. We're back on The Ref, T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Saxon Realty Group. Eight ninety nine listing fee, no hidden fees. They give you this great same customer service you would get with any other realtor. They just save you thousands just out of the uh, top 100 realtors of 6,000-plus in this state last year, saving people over $300,000. That's what Terry and Jackie can do for you. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. T-Row. A few years ago, the big push was freedom of movement and refs were calling every touch. Then Saturday, there were approximately eight total fouls called with four minutes to play. Hmm. Which is it supposed to be? Well, that freedom of movement thing has kind of gone out the window. Um, here's Here's what I don't like. I, you can... You can get touch fouls on the perimeter still. Like you put a guy on a you put a hand on a guy's waist on the perimeter, they might blow a whistle on you. Which is in total contradiction to what happens down low. You know? You beat the snot out of somebody under the bucket and they're not gonna call anything. So, um and like I said, it fluctuates wildly night to night. You could have a crew that's calling it super tight and there's a ton of free throws. And I don't like that. And then you got a crew that that just lets them play. Um, it's it's just it, it, you you got a bunch of low scoring games. You got a bunch of really good defensive teams, and it does seem that they've moved away from for that freedom of movement thing a little bit. So we got some lower scoring games this year in college basketball, which probably isn't great for the sport. That officiating crew called the one for the Cowboys game and said, "Hey, can you make up some things for us?" We just yeah. realized we didn't call me. Called a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's more flags in a football game than fouls called in a basketball game. It's a problem <laughs> for both. For both, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, can the media please stop talking about Baylor being better than last year's team? Well, I mean, I guess maybe now they could. Now they'll quiet down a little bit, but they were playing at an extremely high level up until this past week. So Yeah. Kind of deserved a lot of the praise they were getting. Um, I'm afraid Groves is trying to do too much passing the ball. The key to me is getting Jalen Hill more active and productive on the offensive end. I like that idea. Jalen's a unique weapon. Um, he's he's uh, great around the rim. He's a big, strong body. He's great with those kind of, they call them random cuts where you know, he does what he did there on that final play of regulation. He just kind of bangs off of guys and ends up open underneath. He's really good on the offensive glass. 
uh, he was their leading scorer at Texas. So I don't know that you run a lot of plays through Jalen. You know, he's not you're not gonna throw it to him in the post, and he's gonna make some fancy back to the basket move, and you're not gonna give it to him up top, and he's gonna beat somebody off the dribble. But he's a great guy to have on your team for all the garbage. You know, he's gonna make cuts when you double team somebody else. He's gonna get open, offensive rebounds, everything. I mean, he's a fantastic role player to have. Tanner, um, yeah, he's got to figure out the double team thing. What I mean, if you're double teamed, you got to kind of got to pass out of it. I mean, I, I guess he's not talented enough, and very few people are certainly in college to go score on a double team. Uh, so you just got to be stronger. He's got to be stronger with the basketball, in my opinion. You know, even that last. Was it regulation or overtime, TJ? I think it was overtime where he had inside position and the ball got knocked away from him and they went and reviewed it and they said it hit his knuckle on the way out of bounds. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, when they slapped it out of bounds from behind. Yeah. You're talking about that under like, the basket? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's a situation where you got to get that rebound. you got to be stronger than that. you got to keep that guy off. Don't let him slap it away from you and get that rebound. That was a foul anyway. Is over the back. May, probably, but you know what I mean. Like, when he gets it on the offensive end, they're going to double-team him. He's an excellent passer, but he's got to make the pass without without getting it knocked loose. And no, stolen. you're right. So, that, that, that's a rebound you've got to secure, and you get – yeah, no. He's I in a tough stretch that. right now, and he's never seen – he's never seen defense and double-teams like this in the Big Sky Conference, okay? So I, I think he's smart enough and has enough work ethic that he's going to figure this out. I do, I do, I think that. I could be wrong. But I don't think this is – I think he's going through something right now he hadn't seen before, and he's in the film room, like Porter said, and he's going to figure this out and improve. But that's going to be a big key to the rest of their season. 8 o'clock, we'll be back.